Welcome to episode three. This is your host, Derek Chaser, where chasing the Walt Disney World Resort magic is a reality. Hello everyone. I hope everyone has had a great week and without further ado, let's start the show. Uh, it's been an extremely quiet news week at the Walt Disney World Resorts. Uh, so there's, I don't have too many stories that I'm going to be talking about that are news. Um, but I think part of that, uh, why it's been a quiet news week is they're gearing up for the D23 Expo, um, which this year is going to be held from August the 23rd to August the 25th in Anaheim, California. And the location is going to be at the Anaheim Convention Center. Uh, Anaheim Convention Center. And uh, what this is, is it is a... Um, an exposition that goes over all the Disney films, what's going on with the Disney parks throughout the world, and uh, Disney describes it as all weekend long, D23 Expo attendees can experience the Disney parks Imagining Tomorrow Today Pavilion, which will give fans a unique look at the exciting developments underway at our parks and resorts around the world, including the historic transformation of Epcot coming to Walt Disney World Resort. Also, in the pavilion, fans can get a first look at Tony Stark's latest plans to recruit guests to join alongside the Avengers in fully immersive areas coming to Hong Kong, Paris, and California. Um, I want to take take a second and stop here and kind of explain um, real quick why we don't see a lot of the Avengers and the Walt Disney World uh, Park Resorts and at park resorts and theme parks. And the reason behind that is because before it was sold, um, before uh, Marvel was sold to um, the Walt Disney World, I mean, sold to Disney in general, uh, Universal had rights to uh, the Marvel uh, uh, characters. And there are still a lot of Marvel rides and characters that are over at Universal in Orlando. So with those uh, you know, uh, agreements that were already in place, it's very limited what they can do with you know uh, some of the real big Avengers like the Incredible Hulk. That Incredible Hulk has his own roller coaster at Universal, so that's why you don't see a whole bunch of the original Avengers at the Walt Disney World uh, theme parks and resorts because of everything that had already taken place um, between Universal and Marvel years ago. However, that's why you're seeing Iron Man go to Hong Kong. In other, you know, in other countries, it, it's a little bit different game. They can, Disney can branch out a little bit more and not have any uh, issues with uh, um, honoring contracts that were in place before they purchased uh, Marvel. So I just wanted to take a second and kind of go over that because a lot of fans might be like, well, why, why, why don't I see, you know, Iron Man? Why is the, you know, Iron Man experience not coming to Walt Disney World? And, and that's why, essentially. However, out at uh, Disney California Adventure Park, they have built uh, where, where they replaced the uh, Tower of Terror. They did build, um, you know, uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy themed uh, um, which experience which replaced uh, the Tower of Terror and then also they are building the Guardians of the Galaxy roller coaster at Epcot right now so you're seeing other Marvel uh, characters um, but it is more of the the characters that weren't already introduced at Universal and then the article on the D23 Expo goes on 
Hungry for more details around the much-anticipated attractions and experiences coming to Disney Parks? The fan-favorite Hall D23 presentation featuring Bob Chapik, chairman of Disney Parks, experiences and products, will take place Sunday, August 25th at 10.30 a.m. That's the big one um, where we're going to find out what is going on with everything. There's been a lot of news about what's going on with Epcot, but uh, it's it's been rumored for years that they might finally open up another, um, another country in the World Showcase. Uh, rumors are right now that it would be Brazil. We'll have to wait and see if that um, holds true or not. And uh, um, throughout this three-day event, uh, there's also going to be... Um, an opportunity for fans to uh, purchase collectibles at shops on the Explo floor, also including the shopdisney.com uh, Disney store um, to where you can actually purchase those items online. And each day of the D23 Expo, fans can discover exciting offerings, including several special panel presentations covering everything from the rich history of Haunted Mansion to the immersive storytelling of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. And the panels are as follow, uh, followed, following. Um, Friday, August the 23rd um, at 12.30 p.m. You can uh, hear about the music and sounds of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at the D23 Expo Arena. At 4 p.m. you can experience the behind the art of Disney costuming, heroes, villains, and spaces between at stage 28. On Saturday, August the 24th at 12.30 p.m. you can... Uh, um, Celebrate the Haunted Mansion, which is in its 50th year, celebrating 50 years at D23 Expo Arena. I absolutely love the Haunted Mansion. What a great ride. And then at 3.30 p.m., Immersive Worlds, bringing stories to life in Disney parks at Stage 28. And then on uh, also on Saturday at 6 p.m., Travels with Marty, a conversation with the Sklars and Imagineers at Walt Disney Archive Stage. And then finally on Sunday, August the 25th at 2 p.m., Inspiring Women Behind Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at Stage 28. At 4 p.m., Magic Journey, My Fantastical Walt Disney Imaginary Career with Kevin Rafferty at Walt Disney Archives Stage. And then finally at 5.30 p.m., Mark Davis in his own words, Imagineering the Disney Theme Park at Stage 28. For more information on tickets at D23 Expo 2019, visit d23expo.com and be sure to join the conversation by following Disney D23 on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube and use the hashtag D23 Expo. What I really like about what they do at the D23 Expo is it gives fans an opportunity to talk to, to, talk to the people that have actually created a lot of the magic in the parks. The Imagineers um, that have created some of these immersive experiences it would be really neat to actually, you know, hear what their thought processes were when when they created what they did. And uh, um, I've never been to a D23 Expo. I'd like to go at some point. But for those of you that are planning on going or that have gone already, um, you know, please let me know uh, what your thoughts are about it. And uh, you know, there's going to be a lot of cool information that I'll be discussing on this uh, podcast that comes out from the actual expo. Okay, switching gears. Um, with it being a very quiet uh, um, news week, I thought it would be appropriate uh, to kind of go into some more in-depth um, uh, areas in the Chaser's tidbit today. And what I wanted to talk about on this podcast, on this episode, is the annual pass at the Walt Disney World Park Resorts and, um, and theme parks. 
is it worth it? Uh, I have been, for the first time, uh, my wife and I, uh, we purchased an annual pass this year. And the annual pass that, uh, being an Ohio resident, the annual pass that I purchased was the Disney Platinum Pass. There are several different uh, levels of um, annual passes, and a lot of them depend on whether or not you are a Florida resident. Uh, not being a Florida resident, I do not qualify um, to purchase what they consider the, to be the gold pass or the silver pass. And I'll kind of go over the different tiers here in a minute. But so with the Disney Platinum Pass, that was the only one that I could purchase. You can also purchase the uh, gold pass if you are a Disney Vacation Club member. I am not a Disney Vacation Club member. I would like to seriously look into becoming a Disney Vacation Club member. And one of the other podcasts, we'll talk about uh, the pros and cons of buying into the DVC. But, so with that being said, the only real passes that were open to me over the past year were the Disney Platinum Pass and the Disney, Disney Platinum Plus Pass. And uh, comparing the two uh, um, plans for non-residents is the Disney Platinum Plus Pass includes admission into Magic Kingdom Park, Epcot, Animal Kingdom, Hollywood Studios, and the, um, the Platinum Plus Pass also includes the water parks, which is Disney's Typhoon Lagoon and Disney's Blizzard Beach. And then also it gives you the ability to go to Oak Trail Golf Course and opens up some opportunities at the ESPN Wide World of Sports Complex. Uh, I have not actually got a chance to experience either of the two water parks. Um, that's on my bucket list of things to do in the future, but both of these do come. So the big, the big difference to me in the equation is if you want the water parks. The difference though, this year with the 2019 rates that were just raised is you can get a Disney Platinum Plus Pass for $1,219 pre-tax or the Platinum Pass, which is $1,119. So for an extra $100, you can throw in the water parks. But if you're not gonna go to the water parks, you can save yourself $100. So that, that would be a decision that you would have to, uh, you would have to make. Um, on your own um, and then if you're a Florida resident it opens up a lot more opportunities to you if you're a Florida resident you can qualify for the gold pass and with the gold pass it uh, is only for Florida residents and Disney vacation mem club members and uh, it also has the ability where all four theme parks um, are included and it has the park hopper option to where um, with park hopping that basically means you can go into all four parks in one day if you so choose and um, also has standard theme park parking but it has more blackout has more blackout they call them blackout dates it has more blackout dates to where you can't uh, go to the parks and then the um, and then for the gold pass the gold pass is six hundred and ninety nine dollars and then the silver pass which has more blackout dates but also you can get to all four theme parks in a day, it's $519. So $699 for the Gold Pass, $519 for the Silver Pass, but the Silver Pass is for Florida residents only. So unless you're in Florida, you can't touch that pass. And uh, for the actual um, you know, Florida residents as well, they do offer to where you can break it up over 12 months to uh, lighten the load if you needed to spread, that, uh, spread the payments out 
over a specific period of time. And uh, it's just uh, all in all, um, those are the options that are out there. But it brings the question, is it worth it? I mean, is getting an annual pass actually worth it? Um, since they raised the actual prices, they are now advertising that some restaurants have up to a 20% discount. Uh, this past year, the ones that I that I used it on, we only had a 10% discount, which I think is pretty standard of what you're going to get at the restaurants is 10% not 20%. But uh, is it worth it? The rule of thumb that I've always heard is if it's worth it is if you go to, um, if you plan on going to the Disney World Resort, you know, at least seven days in the park, go into the parks for seven days, but uh, um, ideally I think the sweet spot is gonna be 10 um, at Walt Disney World. Uh, and what made it worthwhile to my family this past year is we actually ended up going for a total of, I think it was 15 days. Um, and we booked two trips within, we did three trips, but we did two family trips within the same year. So if you're gonna go for seven days on your trip, you know, seriously look into this, you know, 10 would be really good. But I think, I think a real good tidbit would be if you plan on doing back-to-back -back years of going to Walt Disney World, definitely, look at the annual pass you'll save money by getting the annual pass there you know i, I kind of hinted on some of the benefits that, that go along with the annual pass there's um vip events that they uh, email to you that are um, open to just pass holders um that are at the theme parks after hours and they're normally a couple hours to where you can go into these events get on some rides, there'd be some reduced capacities to where there's not as many people, there's no charge if you're a um, annual pass holder. And also, you can get discounts on the special ticketed events, um, such as uh, the after hours at the parks, where those are typically three, three to four hour events, Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party, and Mickey's Very Merry Christmas as well, to where you typically save about 15, 20 bucks, sometimes more, on those hard ticketed events. This past year, uh, no, numerous times, the benefits that we experienced as a platinum pass holder were 10% off on the restaurants. The majority, there's a lot of the restaurants, a lot of the character buffets, a lot of the regular restaurants as well, your sit down restaurants, not your quick service, but your sit down um, restaurants have 10% uh, off. That does not include uh, alcohol, however. So uh, please go into this knowing that uh, um, you're not gonna get a um, discount on alcohol. Uh, however, one of the things that saved us a lot of money on as well is we like to purchase the merchandise at the Walt Disney World um, theme parks and resorts, and it has a 20% off the merchandise. We use that a lot. So if, you, if you're planning on buying a lot of the merch, you can uh, definitely uh, save money quickly on the 20% off at uh, all. There's so many different, uh, most of every place that was a gift shop that was in any of the theme parks or the resorts, they had the 20% off uh, that I experienced. And just ask, it's just, hey, you know, do you have an annual pass holder discount? Plus the park hopper that is built into the pass, uh, 
we've been to we haven't done four parks in a day yet but we've done a lot of times where we've done two or three parks in a day and here is where we saved a lot of money as well the resort discounts uh, this summer they were running a promotion to where at one point uh, this, in the summer we got up to 40% off our room most recently we I think we were paying before tax was like 155 bucks at Disney's Coronado Springs for a standard room that's a pretty good deal I, I mentioned on episode two that they upgraded us to a preferred room at no additional charge but uh, to stay at a nice moderate resort like Coronado for 150 bucks a night I think that that's just a, a great deal includes theme park parking if you are taking your uh, vehicle um, to to the parks but it doesn't cover the resort parking uh, there is a charge for the resort parking but it does at least cover the theme park parking if you're going to drive yourself to the theme parks also if you're an annual uh, pass holder it opens up an additional opportunity which is really uh, popular that not too many people I shouldn't say not too many people know about but a lot of people wouldn't know about it's not heavily advertised but it opens you up to becoming a member in what is called the tables and wonderland the tables and wonderland is um, a, a card that you can buy membership into where you can uh, um, in Disney's words um, Discover a world of flavor as a member of Tables in Wonderland and enjoy access to a bountiful buffet of dining discounts and benefits at Walt Disney World Resort. Tables in Wonderland is exclusive to Florida residents, pass holders, and Disney Vacation Club members. Some of the benefits that come along with this is... Um, a 20% discount offered on food and beverage so this is 10% more than what you're gonna get uh, with uh, the annual pass also it does include the discount on alcohol and it includes this at over 100 participating uh, resorts uh, and is valid for a party of up to 10 guests including the member so if you're bringing family or friends along with you and your tables in Wonderland cardholder you can actually get a discount up to 10 people which i think is awesome there's also special dining offers that are included throughout the year you get invitations to special dining events only for tables and wonderland card holders and you also get complimentary resort valet and theme park parking for dining purposes so if you are going into one of those locations to dine you can get uh, the um, valet treatment which i think is also pretty cool um, I did not purchase the tables in Wonderland. I kind of wish that I would have. I kind of regret not doing that because I think one of the great things about the um, Disney World Resorts is the food. The food is a big part of the Disney experience. And um, I think that uh, we would have definitely gotten um, our money's worth out of it. The cost uh, to purchase the membership is $175 for Florida residents. However, that gets reduced down to $150 bucks, um, for a pass holder or a Disney Vacation Club member. And you can add a second membership for your spouse or partner for only $50 more. Um, you must be 21 years of age or older to purchase, which I'm guessing the reason is is because there are alcohol um, discounts involved in membership as well. And how would you, how can you go about purchasing it if you, if you want to purchase it? To purchase a membership, you have to visit guest relations at any of the four Walt Disney World theme parks 
or at Disney Springs. And to kind of take a quick step back, if you purchase an annual pass, this is where you actually pick up your annual pass as well. You have to go to guest relations. You will not get a card in the mail when you order your, your annual pass. You have to physically pick it up at guest relations at one of the Disney World theme parks or at Disney Springs as well. Um, so please keep that in mind. Um, and then they also uh, have that uh, guests under 18 years of age must have a parent or guardian if uh, um, you're calling to find out more about it, but you have to be 21 anyway. And when purchasing in person, they are going to require you to show them that you're a Disney Vacation Club member with a valid photo ID and your membership ID card, that you're a Florida resident, or that you have a valid photo ID in your annual pass if you're a pass holder. Um, the website you can find out more about Tables in Wonderland is uh, disneyworld.disney.go.com slash dining slash tables uh, dash in dash wonderland and uh, it's it's all there and I'm gonna say that one more time I always sometimes call like the minuses dashes but it's disneyworld.disney.go.com forward slash dining forward slash tables uh, minus n minus wonderland forward dash so um, Please check that out if you are thinking about becoming an annual pass holder, you become one. Um, it's another opportunity that is available to you uh, to get some discounts. But uh, I, I love being an annual pass holder. Uh, I, we actually, my wife and I made the decision to let our annual pass lapse until we go back to the theme parks again. And the reason we're not purchasing it now, you can purchase it now and not doesn't activate until you first um, walk into your first uh, theme park but we're gonna just take a little bit of a break because of all the extra expenses that we um, haven't have incurred going to Disney World as much as what we have in the past year but uh, definitely um, at least myself if not my wife are going to be uh, purchasing uh, the annual passes again if we decide to join DVC um, my, my plan would be to get the gold pass for every one of my family members. There's five of us. So um, we would then qualify for the substantially reduced price of being able to get into um, the, the membership and not have to pay as much and only pay $699. And one thing that I forgot to mention as well is the passes are ages three plus. So if you're two and under you your kids you know don't have to pay to eat your kids don't have to if you know if you're ordering food two two years and under is the sweet spot for disney world three and above you're going to have to buy tickets so there is no discount to be like okay an adult is they consider whether you're three or 99 it's going to be the same price so you know please keep that in mind too there is no price break that oh you know well maybe from 3 to 12 I'll, you know my you know my children aren't going to have to pay as much for an annual pass unfortunately that is just not the case you will have to pay the same amount so three on up $699 so hypothetically if you did have a family member that was two years or younger uh, you don't need to buy a pass for them but three plus you will need to but uh, we're seriously thinking about joining the Disney Vacation Club, and that's another reason why we didn't get the annual pass. 
So whenever the decision is made, if we don't join DVC, we'll get the Platinum um, Pass again. Or we might look at getting the Platinum Plus and, and trying out the, the water parks um, as well. But my final thought on this is even if you're kind of on the fence in purchasing an annual pass, it might be worth it just for one member of your party to get the annual pass because of the 10% food discount, also because of some of the room resort discounts that you can get, the, the merchandise discounts, and then one last tidbit I want to throw out there about this is if you have an annual pass and, and you're using your annual pass, you do not qualify for the Disney the Disney World packages. The packages where they include um, the dining plan, the packages where they include your resort. You have to a la carte and break those apart and, and, and get just those in their own silo, one at a time. I have done that um, for three trips now and I have saved money. So keep that in mind that, that you know, with the annual pass and all that, there is a little bit of more maneuvering that you have to do and it might take a little bit more time, but I honestly believe there, you know, there, there's money to be saved. So, um, you know, just, just, you know, keep all that in mind as well. And if you have any questions about the annual pass, you know, let me know. I, I'd be more than glad to uh, um, discuss it further in length. Uh, also, uh, guide you in the direction of, you know, where you can do your own research on that. And uh, the website is disneyworld.disney.go.com forward slash passes forward slash if you want to read more about uh, the options that are available to you. Now, if you want to look into the... Um, the gold pass or the silver pass, the silver which is just for the Florida residents, you do have to sign into your My Disney Experience. And I'll kind of go over the whole My Disney Experience in a podcast as well. But the My Disney Experience is uh, the portal where you have you have your username and your password and it's your account with Walt Disney World Resort. So there you have it with uh, the discussion on uh, the annual pass at uh, the Walt Disney World Resort. And uh, now we're gonna kind of switch gears a little bit. I wanted to talk about, uh, I realize that this is a Walt Disney World Resort podcast. However, there was some big news that came out of Universal, which is gonna segue into my next discussion. And that is Universal announced a new gate in Orlando. They're gonna be opening up a whole new immersive land called Epic. Which brings me to the segue. Will Disney World open up a fifth gate? In circles that they're theme parks, but they're also referred to as gates. So for, for the purposes of this discussion, I'm gonna to refer to it as a gate as well. The four current gates at Walt Disney World are Magic Kingdom, Epcot, Animal Kingdom, and Hollywood Studios. So, will Disney World open up a fifth gate? And if they do, what would it be focused on? Um, Epic in Orlando, supposedly it's gonna have some uh, video game vibe, some video game themes to it. Supposedly maybe like a Super Nintendo World is, is what I have heard. So it sounds like Universal might have some, you know, something that they're gonna do with Nintendo. 
Um, so wh what would what would it be focused on? The Disney Imagineers are so talented and creative. I am sure that they could come up with an idea for a fifth gate that would be immersive and put a bunch of stuff into it. I know a lot of people have been like, open up a fifth gate and make it villains themed. I don't know, and please for all you listeners that are villains fans, I like the villains as well. I don't know if you know how you know how feasible it would be to build a whole theme park around the villains. I think that there definitely should be a villain segment. I mean, you could do the whole heroes and villains. Half the park could be villains. Half the park could be heroes. You could do that to a degree. Or I think the villains definitely need their due. But I know a lot of people, when they I've heard discussions about the fifth gate, they're like, come on, open up something. The villains need more of a presence in the park. Please, please, please put them put them into a fifth gate. But, uh, I mean, it's endless. You know, in Japan, they did, uh, you know, the Tokyo Seas, where it's, you know, all water-based. So, you know, they could do an earth, wind, and fire. I know it sounds cheesy as all get out, but they could do, it's, it's endless what they could do with a fifth gate. But with the increase in crowds that have happened over the years at Disney World, um, and with all of the actual physical resorts that they are building around the theme parks, uh, they need to do something. Do I think that they're going to build a fifth gate? Yes, I do. I think that they're going to build a fifth gate in the next five to ten years, but I don't think that uh, um, building a fifth gate is imminent. Now, what? I could be wrong. D23 is coming up out of nowhere here, August 23rd to August 25th. They're like, by the way, we're building a fifth gate. I don't expect that to happen, but if it did, I think it would be awesome. Here's my theory on it all. I think that they are going to be concentrating on turning the physical resorts into what I'm going to um, deem them to be half gates. This is already in progress with the future opening of the Star Wars Hotel, where from what I've read about the Star Wars Hotel, it's going to be, you know, a couple of days where you just get into the Star Wars, Star Wars world and immerse yourself in that and you're actually like role-playing if you will to a certain degree in that special universe so i think what they're doing because they're building you know resort after resort grand destino just opened up the riviera is going to be opening up you know it, it's it goes on and on they keep on making new announcements about more resorts more resorts so at the star wars hotel so i really believe that they have the four they have the four gates now they just built Star Wars, you know, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge in both Disneyland and Disney World. So now they're kind of like, okay, what can we do? And I think they might be concentrating on these half gates. And I don't think it's a bad idea, but they're going to have to do something to keep people out of the park if they have all these additional people coming to the Disney World resort they have to do something if they're having people come you know and there's more hotel space and there's more people that they get into the hotels then they actually can get into the theme parks at some point they're gonna have to do something plus they got all the florida residents that are coming so they've got to do something so that's why i think that they are looking at this this whole idea about the half gates what do you guys think um do you guys think that there's going to be a fifth gate 
Um, do you think I'm off base with the whole half gate theory that, uh, you know, that Star Wars land is going to be the only one that is kind of an experience that, you know, keeps you at the actual hotel you're staying at instead of going into, um, into the theme parks? You know, what do you guys think? I'd love to hear what, what you think about it. But, uh, I do think there's going to be a fifth gate. I think there needs to be a fifth gate, and I just, I'd be so excited to see what uh, the Imagineers come up with. And then to round out the show, since it was a uh, very slow uh, news week, um, I wanted to do my first uh, restaurant review. And uh, a lot of times when, when people go to Walt Disney World, as I mentioned earlier in the show, dining is such a big deal. Um, as part of the experience and there are so many different character uh, meal experiences to choose from in my personal opinion you know yes there's the chef Mickey's which a lot of people would be like that's the number one character experience on property you have to go to chef Mickey's I've been there numerous times myself but uh, um, for, for this specific uh, restaurant review, I wanted to talk about my favorite character experience on property, and that is the Garden Grill. The Garden Grill is actually at Epcot, and uh, it is a part of the Land Pavilion. It's actually in the, um, the Land Pavilion at Epcot, and uh, the Garden Grill restaurant is a Chippendale and Disney Pals experience. I did. I've. I always liked Chippendale. Don't get me wrong. Growing up as a kid, I thought that they, you know, you know, they were cute and they were kind of funny how they goofed around, especially with a lot of the older cartoons where they always picked on uh, Pluto or Donald Duck. It was, you know, always really funny to uh, experience some of their uh, exploits and in getting into the shenanigans that they did. But. Uh, um, they are so much fun at uh, the Garden Grill. They 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 will sit there. They with, with there only being so many seats at the Garden Grill, you get to see the characters not one time. A lot of the character experiences I go to, you see the characters one time. I can tell you, all the characters that are at this at this experience, they'll come by your table, you know, upwards of three, maybe even four times. Um, the characters that you can expect to have at this experience, you got Chip and Dale, Pluto, and Mickey. And Mickey, it's really cool because like Mickey's all dressed up, kind of like in a, uh, oh, I want to say it's kind of like a farmer's outfit. It's, it's really kind of neat. He's got suspenders on and he's got like on a flannel shirt. And uh, um, it's really cool opportunity to spend a lot of time with Mickey, Chip and Dale, and Pluto. And uh, this restaurant, which is open for uh, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, is uh, it's really cool because it's the only current, it's the only restaurant at this juncture at Walt Disney World that actually rotates. You can't really tell it's rotating. I mean, you can by looking, but it doesn't feel like if you're walking, you know, around the restaurant, you don't feel like, oh my goodness, I'm, I'm rotating around in a, you know, one huge circle. But it actually rotates around the living with the land experience, the beginning of the living with the land experience where they're going through all the different, uh, um, uh, where the animatronics are on the living with the land. And uh, the scenes that you can see from the living, living with the land um, attraction 
Uh, you can see the rainforest experience. You can see the farmhouse. You get to go through the thunderstorm, the sandstorm, the prairie, and doing doing all this stuff while you're indulging yourself and all you care to enjoy family style meal this is this isn't all you care to eat and this isn't a buffet where you have to get up and serve yourself your server will bring your food to you so it comes to you once you're seated um there's two types of seating in here you got uh, the actual booth seating and then you also got tables they have both I prefer the booth myself. I love being in the booth because it's not like your typical, it's kind of a, um, a three-quarter circle booth, so it's easy to get in and out and kind of around. Um, it comfortably fits uh, all five members of my family. And uh, they they ex they kind of say, it, the meal, they, they describe it as Chippendale's Harvest Feast. And uh, um, I know I mentioned some of this, but I want to read read this kind of in Disney's world words here. Um, Chippendale's Harvest Feast. Meet some of your favorite Disney characters while feasting on a delicious fare with a heaping helping of fun. Hungry for a little mealtime magic? Bring your camera and autograph books to capture an enchanted dining experience as Chip, Dale, and other popular Disney pals stop by to say hi. And don't forget your appetites. Palettes of all ages are sure to love our farm fresh picks, like f for the breakfast side of things, fluffy scrambled eggs and seasonal fruit for breakfast, and they also have a delicious uh, cinnamon roll. I'll go over the actual, um, everything that's in the actual uh, menus here after I finish reading the, the description. For lunch or dinner, choose from a smorgasbord of savory, allergy-friendly starters and entrees. Delectable menu highlights include a harvest-inspired garden salad, salad grilled beef with chimichurri and all-natural sliced turkey with gravy. Best of all, many of the veggies are grown in our own living with the land greenhouses. And so they've really tied this experience into the whole living with the land attraction. Reservations for Garden Grill Restaurant are highly recommended and can be made up to 180 days prior to your visit. All character experiences are subject to change, cancellation notice, you know, etc., etc. I think they, they always got to put those disclaimers in there. But um, the hours of the Garden Grill Restaurant, breakfast is served from 8 to 10.30, lunch from 11.30 to 3, and dinner is 4 to 8.30. The lunch and dinner menus are the same. And... Uh, um, kind of doing more of a deep dive into the menu itself. Um, for breakfast, it is the sticky bun bake. This is like a cinnamon roll on steroids, and it is a huge, huge pan of of of, of these of the sticky bun. If you want two sticky buns, you can get them. Uh, this sticky bun actually filled up uh um, amongst everything else that came um to the table but we only needed one sticky bun for five people the sticky bun bake seasonal fresh fruits uh scrambled eggs hash brown style potato barrels thick sliced bacon and sausage links and also for the kiddos that might have a little that might be a little bit more picky most of the kiddos like the mickey shaped waffles and you can get these with warm chocolate hazelnut drizzle if you so choose they've got uh, um the non-alcoholic options are uh, the the regular uh, teas, lemonade, cranberry juice, orange juice, passion fruit, and guava juice. And the guava juice is just absolutely delicious. Um, they serve that at Ohana too. It's a really good juice, um, popular on property, but uh, or coffee. So the tea, the coffee, 
the juices, they're all included. However, you can get a special specialty character drink, um, which is a Minute Maid Light Lemonade uh, drink that's served in a souvenir character cup, glowing character clip-on light. Those uh, characters always, uh, they vary, they're different. I've seen sometimes, I've seen them as Tinkerbell, sometimes I've seen them as Buzz Lightyear. Um, you can definitely ask your server what the actual specialty character uh, souvenir cup is going to be. And for those adults, you can also indulge in a specialty cocktails of a orange or raspberry mimosa or a Bloody Mary. Um, the uh, mimosa comes in a glass and then the Bloody Mary, they consider it a serving um, for $8.50. So that's breakfast. I love the breakfast. I've done the breakfast one time. I've done the lunch and the dinner probably about four times. And then the actual um, lunch and dinner menu consist of the following this is the harvest feet chippendale harvest feast portion of uh, their offering you get the harvest inspired garden salad a grilled beef with chimichurri all natural sliced turkey breast with turkey gravy seasonal vegetables herb and leek stuffing the stuffing is really good creamy mashed potatoes macaroni and cheese french fries and then for dessert you get a berry shortcake with whipped cream it's delicious. This is kind of a, reminds me a little bit of, think of not to the degree that you can get over at Liberty Tree um, at uh, um, the Magic Kingdom, but it kind of reminds me of a Thanksgiving feast um, with the stuffing and then the turkey you get and then the beef um, and the mashed potatoes. Absolutely just a wonderful, wonderful meal. Uh, same thing for the kiddos. They can get that specialty character drink. Uh, for the adults, they have a lot more options. They got several different kinds of uh, um, beers on draft. Um, you can get, uh, um, you know, some wine if you want a glass of wine um, with with your meal. And uh, um, but just all in all, the, this this experience, the, the food. And it's all you can eat too. I mean, if there's something that you really like, just ask your server. They'll bring out more of it. And they, they serve they serve a lot of these um, options. The, the breakfast, you know, came on a skillet, I believe, too. The last time I was there, um, you know, they they uh, they bring out all the the lunch and the dinner um, options too, um, all to your table at the same time. You know, it's it's American cuisine, um, just really really good. Um, and, and the cost for this, um, it ranges, the, the breakfast is cheaper than the lunch and the dinner, but it'll, it'll set you back, um, the cheapest would be 35 bucks for a kid, all the way up to $59.99 for an adult for um, the lunch or the dinner um, portion of this. Um, great, we got so many family pictures from this experience. Um, I think it's just a cool added effect that uh, the restaurant actually rotates. Um, TripAdvisor um, gives it, you know, there's on, on uh, Disney's website, there has been 1,881 reviews and it, and it has a really good score of uh, four out of five owls. So just a great experience. Um, I, I, I can't tell you how, how much fun it really is without you having to go and experience it yourself, highly recommend. Have you had a chance to go um, to the Garden Grill? Let me know what you guys think of the Garden Grill. Or, you know, let me know what you think might be a better uh, character, uh, you know, breakfast, another character buffet. 
character experience, you know, meal at uh, Disney World. In, in the future, I'll be talking about, uh, you know, reviewing some other, um, you know, different restaurants as well, the different character uh, experiences, character meals. Um, but uh, for me, if I was going to rate to rate the Garden Grill, for me, it's it's a five out of five. It is definitely, you know, one of my top five uh, uh, restaurants on proper, or at, you know, at Disney World. And uh, um, I just, I just absolutely enjoy, enjoy it immensely. Um, and uh, we have, uh, with that, um, wow, we're at about, you know, almost 45 minutes. And, uh, um, but that's, that's the, the show. If you have any questions about anything discussed in today's show, please email me at wdwchasers at gmail.com. Once again, that is wdwchasers at gmail.com. Thank you for listening to the show. And remember, whatever your dream is, don't be afraid to chase it. Until next time, Derek Chaser, Chasing Away.